Hello everyone, it's me, your boy Dean. I'm here to give you this pipe and hot tea. Hope everyone's having a good day today. Um, I had a job interview, so I was really busy today, but I just want to jump on here and just do this quick little podcast episode for you all. So, I think I'm going to call this podcast episode, Are We, Are we Ready to Enter into the Age of the Jetsons? Now, for those of y'all who don't know, The Jetsons is an old cartoon from the 1960s, very iconic, and it's about George Jetson and his family, and they live in the near future where there's flying cars, there's robots, the TV talks to you, the watch talks to you, you know, and it's a very iconic cartoon. It sometimes still comes on syndication on certain channels, especially on Sundays. But you know, it's when you watch that cartoon, and I still watch watches from time to time, it's just very interesting how a lot of the technology in that cartoon has came to life. I mean, think about it. You can talk to the TV, you can talk to the watch, you know, the only thing that hasn't really come true is flying cars. And judging how some of you all um, drive today on the road, I'd be scared if they ever introduce a flying hovering car. But that's a conversation for another day. But the reason I want to call it that is because as society goes forward, there's a lot of questions being raised about technology and its roles in our lifetime and how the law should affect technology. Now, I'm going to play some videos for you all, and I really want to hit on two main topics. One is this controversy with the app TikTok, and the other is the question surrounding artificial intelligence, also known as AI. I don't know how long this episode is going to be. I'm going to try to make it less than um, than 40 minutes, so hopefully um, it doesn't go over 40 minutes. Because some of you all, like me, do have a short attention span, and I don't want to overburden you all. So I'm just going to play you all this quick little video about TikTok, and then I'm going to come back with the rest of my commentary. viral video is now a full-time career for 27-year-old Alex D'Alessio. I'll just put it in my little ring mount and hit record. Two years ago, he was an engineer working in 9 to 5 and new homeowner of a Baltimore townhouse. I just used double-sided sticky tape to tile my entire bar and here's how it turned out. He began posting his do-it-yourself renovation projects to the social media app TikTok. It wasn't that big of a deal, I just had to kind of... Building a home and also an audience. Yes. I mean, come on, the ground just perfectly matches the countertops and I'm just loving the entire vibe. One like Tuesday morning before work, I was like, let me just upload this video. And then I came home to work and I was like, whoa, it was like 200,000 views. Like you know, I had all these comments and from there it just kind of started. Now with more than 300,000 TikTok followers, D'Alessio runs real life renovations, a brand and a business where he documents his project successes and mistakes. Partnering with companies like Home Depot and Benjamin Moore. The brand started reaching out and I was, that's when the light bulb really clicked. And I was like, maybe this could be something bigger than it is and eventually be full time. So this isn't just a hobby for you. This is your business. A hundred percent. But he's worried that the new job he's created, which has also allowed him to hire his mother-in-law part time, could go away. It just seems like you have no control and the government is deciding for you, which is really scary. I'm trying to like put on a good face, but like that's my business and it's 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 detrimental. Your platform should be banned. 
and it's all at risk in Washington. Mr. Crew, welcome to the most bipartisan committee in Congress. We may not always agree on how to get there, but we care about our, our national security. Are you a Chinese company? Where Democrats and Republicans share a common enemy in TikTok and its CEO, Sho Chu, appearing before Congress today for the first time. ByteDance is not owned or controlled by the Chinese government. Defensive amid a fierce and bipartisan interrogation of the company's safety, privacy, and security practices. Chu was adamant that the Chinese Communist Party cannot access U.S. data through TikTok, as members repeatedly alleged. Mr. Chu, this is yet another instance of TikTok attempting to mislead Americans about what their technology is capable of and who has access to their information. Chu pushed back, emphasizing TikTok's Project Texas plan, which puts the American company Oracle in control of U.S. data and content. American data stored on American soil by an American company overseen by American personnel. There's no public evidence that China has used the platform to spy on Americans. But lawmakers weren't convinced. Congressman, I have seen no evidence that the Chinese government has access to that data. They have never asked us, we have not provided. But you know what, I, have I, asked find that that, I find that actually preposterous. Very American company buy it. It's been a long brewing fight across two administrations. In recent weeks, the White House repeatedly upped pressure on TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, to sell the app to an American-owned company. And President Biden expressed support for a bipartisan bill that would strengthen his authority to ban the app. As lawmakers grilled TikTok CEO, dozens of creators who have more than 60 million followers combined descended on Capitol Hill this week to defend the platform. So I'm asking our politicians, don't take away the community that we've all built. One by one, they argued the platform is more than an app for silly viral videos. That it's empowered small businesses, promoted creativity, lifted up marginalized voices, and become a mainstay of American life. The average user spends 56 minutes a day on TikTok, more than YouTube, Snapchat, Instagram, or Facebook, according to the data researcher Insider Intelligence. It almost feels like if you can't beat them, cancel them. I just wish they would try and exhaust all other options prior to potentially canceling it. Here's just how easy it is to change the outdated life picture of your home. For creators across the country, like Alex D'Alessio, recreating what they've built on TikTok on another platform isn't easy and comes with no guarantees that the new business will survive. What a lot of people don't realize on the creator side is Instagram allows you to post a minute and a half reels. That's the max. TikTok allows you to post 10 minute videos. It's much harder to connect with audience on a shorter video than it is to kind of build your rapport and build your community over a four minute video. Um, so I'll just kind of back that up. At least half of Alex's income comes from his work on the app. And he and his wife, a second grade teacher, rely on that money. From one day to the next, if it's gone, you said your income would be cut in half. Then how quickly do you think you could even make up that money switching over to another app? Not quickly. It's not something that I can easily change. I can't just grow an Instagram following bigger or YouTube following bigger. D'Alessio doesn't usually follow politics, but said he'd watch the hearing today. Hopeful lawmakers would listen to his generation. In the meantime, he'll continue renovating project by project. Doctors saying they are not happy about the prospect of their favorite app being banned in big sky country. 
is absolutely dumb and ludicrous for the state of Montana to be banning TikTok. If it's such a huge threat to our national security, we need to know exactly what that threat is. Nobody's telling us. But the bill's sponsor says the threat from China is clear. She hopes to send a message to Washington. After years of investigative reporting, we now know this to be true. TikTok endangers the safety of Montanans and, America, and Americans at large. Around half the states, the federal government already banned TikTok on government devices. This bill, backed by Montana's GOP-controlled legislature, would go even further, prohibiting downloads of TikTok in the state and penalizing mobile app stores or TikTok up to $10,000 a day. It does not apply to individual TikTok users and wouldn't take effect until January 2024. Some small business owners who depend on the app for marketing say they don't like the idea. I would say that this is trying to ban TikTok is sort of censorship in its, you know, finest form. A spokesperson for TikTok called the bill, quote, egregious government overreach and said the issue will be decided in court, adding the bill's champions have admitted they have no feasible plan for operationalizing this attempt to censor American voices. Without citing specific examples, the bill claims TikTok gathers significant information and accesses users' data against their will to share with the People's Republic of China. Testifying before Congress last month, TikTok CEO said parent company ByteDance is not controlled by the Chinese government. Has ByteDance spied on American citizens? I don't think the spying is the right way to describe it. The White House has given the company an ultimatum, sell the app or face a ban in the U.S. Senate Bill 419 has passed the House. Until then, legislators in this deep red state say TikTok represents an espionage threat more significant than any high-altitude balloon. Whatever information the balloon gathered, it surely fell short of China's other surveillance tool, TikTok. So... As of right now, Montana is the first state to pass or try to pass legislation for this, of banning TikTok. I believe the governor of Montana has 10 days to sign that into law. Now, I I just got to keep it real. If you've been listening to me for a long time and you know me personally, you all know I don't get on TikTok. It's, It's not an app for me. Hell, I don't even I don't even get on Facebook. I get on Instagram, but you know, I don't get on Facebook or Snapchat. I don't do those apps. But you know, all of this, you know, the reasoning for banning TikTok to me, you know, I feel like people are hiding behind concerns, but not stating the real reason they want to ban TikTok. Like that small business owner said. TikTok, when you look at the big three apps, TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram, TikTok is the better app. It it really is. You can post longer videos. You know, there's less censorship on there. And you know, you don't get a lot of hate messages on TikTok. I've never heard anyone say that, you know, they got hate messages on TikTok. But, you know, you can get hate messages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know, I've been cursed out on Instagram because someone didn't like one of my podcast episodes before. Sent me an invoice mail and my DM called me all sorts of jackasses and sons of bitches because they didn't like my opinion. You know, you know, you get stuff like that on those three apps. But on TikTok, you really don't. 
And that's not to say TikTok is perfect. It's not. You know, I see, you know, a lot of people get on TikTok and just lie on people. You know, you know, there's a lot, there is drama that's caused from TikTok of people, you know, spreading rumors about celebrities. And there's been people who've gone sued for, you know, opening their mouth and putting out lies about other people. Like TikTok has been used in a courtroom, but when you look at the broad scheme of things, TikTok is the better app. And I'm sorry, a lot of these lawmakers trying to ban ban TikTok, I think they're banning it because it's outperforming the American apps. Because think about it, why would the White House give them an ultimatum, either sell it to the U.S. or the U.S. bans it? Why would they do that if it wasn't bigger competition for American apps? Like I said, you know, there's a bigger agenda at play here. Because, you know, all these concerns about, oh, China stealing our gov- stealing our, our data, stealing people's information and stuff. You know, Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, all of these apps that we use take our information and take our data. Okay. If you get an Apple phone or an Apple Watch, when you sign into that Apple Watch, that Apple Watch has access to your data. And hell, some of these phones and watches are also made in China as well. So are you going to ban that? And you know, I'm seeing people say TikTok needs to be banned because it's bad for kids. And they're referencing um, over the weekend a 12-year-old boy die from doing the Benadryl challenge and that's where you swallow a bunch of Benadryl in like an hour and so and he did and you know he died from that and people are saying this is why TikTok needs to be banned but again you know these same people aren't saying ban YouTube ban Facebook because when I was in high school a decade ago, we, I, we had the Kylie Jenner challenge, the cinnamon challenge, the fire starter challenge, the, the donut challenge. It was a lot of dangerous challenges where these young, young teenagers and kids were doing and they were dying. So, you know, again, why, why, why are we banning TikTok for this challenge and not these other apps? Better, matter of fact, why why are we why are we not holding parents accountable? You know, when it comes to books, drag queens, and movies and anything else that you know has taken over this year and last year, you know, I've heard parents write so many times with all those topics. But when it comes to this, you know, no one wants to hold the parents accountable. If your child was out there being a jackass, that's not the app's fault. It's not. It really is not. And, you know, I find it interesting that people want to blame TikTok for stuff like this. When just two weeks ago, there was a viral video on Facebook where this woman shot her husband while they were arguing. And Facebook kept that video up for 24 hours. And people were just sharing that video all on the Internet and everywhere else. So, again, why are we just banning TikTok? because it goes back to money and competition and getting rid of your competition. 
that's the end goal with all of this. <clears throat> and for, you know, Joe Biden in that White House to even say that. And I'm, I am noticing a lot of Democrats are coming out strongly against this because TikTok has helped a lot of Democrats get in the office. A lot of these younger voters are very politically active on TikTok. And, you know, some of these some of these people who run for office, you know, that's who that's who their audience is. That is who votes for these people in office. Hell, that's how Joe Biden got, you know, on the on the national stage for the most part because of TikTok. The election of 2020 was one of the first times where TikTok took a, a good a very big stage in the political arena. So if they would have banned TikTok, that would hurt the Democratic Party. Another thing that I noticed is when those lawmakers were grilling the TikTok CEO, <clears throat> who's an Asian man, a lot of those a lot of those people in Congress are very old. And if you watch the whole hearing, it's obvious these members know nothing about TikTok or the internet at all. It's obvious that you know they don't even know how Wi-Fi works. And that just goes to show you the 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 generational split of who wants to ban TikTok, which are mostly the older members of Congress, and who wants to keep TikTok, which are mostly these Democrats who are in their 40s and 50s who know how the internet works. That's the that's that that's the generational divide going on right now. And that, that TikTok hearing really did show it. And, you know, I may do a video on that another day about, you know, term limits for Congress, because I do believe there should be term limits. So that's the first thing with technology I wanted to discuss. Now, I want to discuss this artificial intelligence. And for those of you who don't know, artificial intelligence, AI, um, oh, AKA the AI, is basically a robot. Think Terminator. That's honestly what that what it is. It's a robot. Whether it's a robot built like a human or the robot that's in the in the TV, that's all it is. Is a robot. And you know, uh, you know, since they want to ban TikTok and regulate TikTok, in my personal opinion, they need to be regulating this AI stuff because you know I can see where all of this AI stuff can become a problem as again we progress forward. So again, I'm just going to play you all some videos and come back with the rest of my commentary. Scariest phone call of her life. On the other end, she hears her daughter crying. She's like, Mom, I messed up. And she's crying and sobbing. Then a man gets on the line and claims he's kidnapped her 15-year-old daughter, Bree. He's like, listen here, I've got your daughter. You're not going to call anybody. You're not going to call the cops. And I just um, put the phone on mute and started screaming for help. The kidnappers demand $1 million before reducing it to 50000 I, at that point, started screaming at them that I want to talk to my daughter again, which they refused. But here's the thing. Her daughter had not been kidnapped, and that was not her begging mom for help. Her voice had been duplicated by a scammer using artificial intelligence. I didn't for a second doubt her voice. AI expert Hani Farid showed me how it's done. The Berkeley professor says he can take just a few examples of my real voice and manipulate it to say something I never said. 
I went over to YouTube and I searched for your name and I found an interview that you gave. It took me all of five seconds to do that. I uploaded that to a web service that I paid $5 a month for. In about 30 seconds, it cloned your voice. I typed what I wanted you to say and it handed me an audio file back. That whole thing took me under five minutes to do. So I have the recording that you made. I'm going to play it right now. It's Allison. This is going to be hard to believe, but I've been kidnapped. They want one million ransom. Otherwise, they say they'll hurt me. I don't know what's going to happen. They want me to hang up now. I've got to go. I love you. That's pretty creepy. Fortunately, mom Jennifer DiStefano called Bree before paying a dime in ransom money. Let's go, Bree! I was in Flagstaff um, skiing with my little brother. My mom called me and she was crying, like bawling. So gives me goosebumps because her voice is so real. Bree has no idea how the scammers got a sample of her voice that they used to create the phony kidnapping script. I cry in like a very specific way. Biden administration is exploring stronger safety measures on artificial intelligence. The Commerce Department specifically is allowing the public to weigh in with suggestions on policy uh, for the next 60 days as part of a formal public request for comment. For more on this, I'm joined now by Kat Sekresky. She's a technology policy reporter for The Washington Post and has been tracking lawmakers' efforts to regulate Silicon Valley companies closely. It's great to have you with us, Kat. Um, I just want to lay out that, look, some states are already making laws to regulate AI. I'm thinking of Illinois. It identifies whether racial bias is used in AI hiring. Um, also in California, there are proposals to protect kids online. But just break it down for us. How do you define AI and why is the Biden administration trying to figure out ways to regulate it? I think that's one of the most complicated issues with this topic is that AI is so vast and it is having transformative effects across the economy. So what the Biden administration is doing today is really just trying to find a starting off point, seeking comment from the public on how it should approach regulating AI. In its request for comment, the Biden administration suggested that potentially it could use audits or assessments similar to what's applied in the financial sector to try to better understand if AI systems are trustworthy. And when you talk about what we're talking about here when we say AI, the Commerce Department definition is quite broad. It is talking about some of these newer uh, programs and tools like ChatGPT, which are generative AI products that are really transforming how people write and talk online. But they're also looking at a wide range of systems that are affecting healthcare and hiring decisions and employment. Yeah, it also includes machine learning. I mean, there's so many aspects to what people sell even as AI, whether or not it actually is its own kind of independent thinking system. So we know the Commerce Department, as you just laid out, will review public comments and maybe make some suggestions for regulations after that. What regulations could be on the table here? So one area that the Commerce Department seems particularly focused on is this idea of audits and assessments. They asked the public whether there might be a system in, that the federal government could develop where they would be able to test whether these AI systems are, quote, trustworthy. Are they reliable? Are they promoting biases that exist in our society? Are they perhaps promoting misinformation and disinformation? They asked the public to weigh in on how could they develop these kinds of tests and examinations like we've seen in other sectors like finance. 
And there are major limitations to developing such systems. There's privacy concerns. These systems are quite opaque and there's major technical limitations to doing that. And so again, this is really a jumping off point for the administration where they're trying to better understand what direction can they go in as this technology is just rolling out so quickly. Yeah, even based on what you've just said, I would think, you know, I would advocate for, you know, markings to know when an image is created with AI or if an article is used written artificial intelligence or if hiring decisions are made using AI. I think all of us should know that. Um, would you anticipate, though, any pushback from Silicon Valley companies who have already successfully, you know, almost almost like out innovated the regulation, right? By the time the government comes around to implement a rule, tech companies are already 10 steps ahead. Do you suspect there might be pushback to this? I think there certainly will be pushback to this. I saw initial reaction from venture capitalists in Silicon Valley warning that the government requiring any sort of audit or assessments could create roadblocks to innovation. And that's really, you know, what we've seen play out over the years when it comes to Washington's attempts to regulate Silicon Valley. Uh, for five plus years now, we've been in the midst of what people have called a tech clash, and there's been intense debate on Capitol Hill about the effects of social media, about the power that these companies hold. And yet, despite all of that debate, despite the fireworks and hearings with CEOs, we haven't actually seen Congress pass comprehensive laws regulating the industry. And part of that is because it's such a well-oiled machine in Washington and really has uh, very deep resources in order to fight back against regulation and uh, potential laws that could be damaging to the businesses. <clears throat> Mark my words. Next year, when this 2024 presidential election really ramps up, technology is going to be one of the things that's on the um, table. Because, as you just heard her say, there is a battle going on between Silicon Valley. When I say Silicon Valley, that's where all these tech companies are. You know, the people who run Facebook, the people who run Google, the people who run Instagram, the people who run Snapchat, Twitter, that is Silicon Valley. And there's a battle between them and the government about where is the line being drawn and how far is too far. That's the first story I just showed you all about that mother and, um, and hackers getting her daughter's voice is very real and that could be very dangerous there's even um controversy in the art world because you have people using ai robots to create art and not actually drawing not actually using paint not actually doing nothing just yesterday this german artist did that and he won a prize and but he rejected it and he admitted he used ai to prove a point and i'm glad he did that there's controversy in the music world because you have people taking artists voices and you know putting them on songs of other artists the Beyonce song Cuff It, which is what which is, you know, one of my favorite songs right now. They took Rihanna's voice and put it on that song instead of Beyonce's voice. And while a lot of people liked it, you know, a lot of people were freaked out about it. 
I'm seeing a lot of artists saying saying that artists in the music industry and you know artists in the art world and even actors need to come together and you know get a bill passed to ban that because where all this AI stuff is slowly leading to is these companies are trying to replace human workers so they don't have to pay human workers if you ever listen to any of these tech people talk about AI, they always end with AI is on the verge of replacing the human worker. And some of them act like they don't care because think about it. The economy is not doing good right now. Some of these companies have lost money. So, you know, to cut corners, they're going to have to lay off people. And, you know, and to make that easier, why would they hire a human being who has human problems when they have this robot that could do it and all they got to do is flip a switch on and the robot does what it tells it to do? These record companies, you know, why would I why would I sign an artist when I could just create a robot, use a very well-known artist's voice, mix it up, have the have the voice coming through the robot and people would still buy the song and like it. Instead of paying the artist, I got this robot doing them doing it for free. Why would I do that? And that's where all this AI stuff is slowly leading. So I'm just gonna leave my podcast uh, episode right here because I'm running out of time. But I just want people to realize what's going on. And also, if this stuff bothers you, if TikTok being banned bothers you, if AI freaks you out, write to your Congress people and say you all need to put bills together to do X, Y, and Z. Because yeah, we are approaching the Jetsons age. But the question is, are we ready for it? And on that note, I'm your boy Dean. I hope you enjoyed this piping hot tea. Everyone have a blessed day.